everyone, and welcome back to a special episode of Pod on You Loons. This is Sam. I'm with my normal co-host, James. Pod on You Loons. Yeah, Pod on You Loons. Thank you, James. But we have a special guest today. Someone that made a splash in Minnesota United fan culture this year. We have the P.A. Loon. How you doing, Not PA? too bad. Pot on your loons. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you having me. Now, PA, you made a big splash earlier this year because you had this Twitter campaign. So I'll, I'll just give people a little recap because not everyone's big on the Twitter. I personally, right, I've said this on the show several times. I'm not a big fan of Twitter. That's kind of why our account sucks. I should probably have James run our Twitter for now on. I don't go on Twitter too often. But for me, as far as I'm concerned, in the past year, you were probably my favorite account to follow on Twitter for a while because you had this thing. You had this campaign earlier in the year. You're called the PA Loon for a reason. You're from Pennsylvania. Your Twitter handle is at Loonsylvania. And you had this campaign where you're basically like, hey, I'm an MLS free agent as far as who am I going to support? Who wants me to join their fandom? And you, you just had this elimination process. And I'll let you explain it because you'll explain it better than me. But you had this elimination process. And it was a ton of fun to follow. And you landed on us. And since then, you have been a ton of fun to, for, for me to follow. And I was just like, eventually, I got I to gotta ask this guy to come on our show. So that, that's where I'm at. I'm not trying to butter you up. I wouldn't have invited you on here if I didn't really want to hear your story and give you the opportunity to share your story. But welcome, Loon Sylvania. Man, I just gave a summary, but you want to take it over? Like, how did this all happen? What What was the inspiration? Yeah, I, uh, I decided to create the MLS free agent fan account as just kind of a a way to find a club that that I could follow. A lot of it was kind of driven by the fact that I don't have a, a local team. I'd have to drive, you know, at least a at least a solid two hours to get to anybody. So fandom and fan culture was going to be online for me. So I wanted to find kind of a, a little place that I could call home and find some like-minded people just to enjoy the games with when they were on. The, the streamings really made it a lot nicer that now I can pretty much watch all the games. That That's one thing I think MLS could do better on is finding a home where it's kind of dedicated. So you're a little bouncing around, but that's, that's a different episode uh, than this one. But just decided that I would put it out there that I was looking for a club and kind of throw a line out and see who bit, uh, just what clubs were around. I never really followed MLS a whole lot. I've loved soccer ever since World Cup 94. That was kind of my my hook into the sport and got into the international game a lot. Uh, as far as clubs, though, I always watched the European leagues. So I never really, never really found a home in an American team. Uh, Pennsylvania didn't have a team for a long time until we got uh, the union. So even whenever I had that, I went down there. I wasn't a, wasn't a giant fan of the, the Philadelphia environment. Uh, it, I don't know if you've ever been down to not really Philadelphia in Chester for a game, but it's a, it's an interesting experience. So I decided I might as well just throw it out there. And is it, yes, Sam? is it like, so I, a lot of Minnesota United fans might also be a fan of the Vikings and Viking fans are still upset about an NFC championship game that took place a few years ago. I do recall that. I am not as upset about them with that game. I'm very pleased about that game. We will have to agree to disagree <laughs> you're, on that. You're very pleased. You are an I am fan. a diehard yeah. Eagles fan through all of it. We've yeah. had one good and year. I don't begrudge us. One good season. It's been a ton of misery. <laughs> Let us have our fun. I mean, you had those Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb years where you'd make the NFC Championship every year. And as a Packer fan, we're doing our best to copy that right now. But Yeah, I do find that um, there is a lot of similarity between kind of growing up an Eagles fan and just seeing a lot of the Minnesota fans. I think the one difference is the Philadelphia fans, we have this delusional optimism about the team. They could be terrible and we will be convinced that this is our year. And then we're disappointed. Whereas from what I've seen on Twitter, the Minnesota fan base just kind of goes into the season expecting like, let's see how they screw it up this time. Let's see how we fall short. But every single time those Andy Reid years that you mentioned, they were so gut-wrenching because 
every single year was our year and then it wasn't. And then we had to deal with that for months, but we were not prepared for failing in the NFC championship game. We had Tampa Bay in a frozen stadium. They had never won in that environment. And then we got absolutely drilled. Every year was so disappointing. So there is a lot of that sort of, we're going to come up short sort of mentality, but yeah, that, uh, that, that game against the Vikings in Philly was amazing to watch. Uh, I think I still have it on my DVR to every once in a while put on just as a pick me up and the, the Super Bowl, of course, being in <laughs> when you feel yeah, when down. you're feeling blue, you just put that on and you watch that pick six happen. And then from there on the party, ha- the party was on. And then the Super Bowl was obviously in Minnesota as well. So, yeah, there are a lot of uh, a lot of connections from being an Eagles fan to Minnesota location. That's a that's a beautiful stadium that you have up there. But uh, yeah, certainly I can understand how the NFC Championship game would would not be viewed as positively in your neck of the woods compared to mine. Yeah, and and Justin's not here. Justin being the only Vikings fan on this podcast, so actually it's probably a good thing that Justin's not here. But to our to our listeners out there listening and reminiscing about something that they're still angry about, I apologize. I, I come in it. peace. I right? I'm like, with you on the loons. I but yeah, that was that was quite a game. Quite a memory. Don't, don't worry. As a Colts fan, every time I saw the Patriots, it was always like, ah, here we go again. <laughs> well, that's like Eagles 2.0 so, right now, the, the Colts. Yeah, I mean, hey, we finally we finally beat the Patriots. It only took a 67-yard rush with two minutes to go to finally bury that Exactly how you imagined it would finally happen. Now, yeah, <laughs> with running backs. Before we get the train back on the tracks, is Wentz? healthy again and is Wentz playing now for the Colts yeah like he's your starting quarterback right now yeah yeah okay yeah yeah but we're basically just carrying on the back of Jonathan Taylor who I think now has a touchdown in 11 straight games so he's closing in on uh, LT's record of 14 I think 15 so. Badger fans everywhere would tell you that you are welcome yeah so. thank you also first person voted to the Pro Bowl Jonathan Taylor yeah, the uh, the MLS free agent fan. Well, uh, I think part of the fun of that was getting to know the teams. It had been kind of I'll watch a game here and there for MLS, and not really spend a whole lot else. So if there was like a primetime game on and nothing else was on, I would flip over and see what was happening, but never really latched onto a team. But I found out a lot of the, the supporters groups and some of the work that they're doing, which for a number of teams was really great to learn that we've kind of adopted some of the more positive aspects of European fan culture, like the doing the community work and sort of things. I was glad to see that a lot of MLS teams have kind of adopted a lot of that and it brought it into their fan base. But it was just, it was a, a lot of fun to, you know, take some shots at cities that I'm not really a big fan of, like cutting the LA teams pretty quick was, was pretty no brainer. Like I'm not a big city fan dumping on the city group and Red Bull was, was a pretty early one. I think they might've been two of the first ones that were gone because there's there's not a chance I could ever root for the the giant moneyed clubs. No, and and I guess that was going to be my question was which was the very first club that you looked at and was like, nah, just swipe that one straight off the list. We're not even entertaining that if one. If you go back through, like it's all still on the Twitter account, but the first club that I dumped was Miami, and Miami was cut because it it was right around the time that had come out all their cheating with the financial rules, and I watched the first game. Yeah, don't want to be a part no, of that. I'm not interested in. I mean. Cheaters never prosper, and Miami set out to prove it. But I watched the game, and it was like the first chance the fans had to be in the stadium to watch their team. They didn't look that great, and they just started booing them incessantly. And I was like, "Now this is this is just toxic 101. Like, there's no joy at all in these stadiums, and that club got cut. But then I think it was New York and L.A. I think might have been right behind them. The Texas teams went after that because, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan. I can't possibly be rooting for them. Plus... Austin's owner tried to steal Columbus, which that's not cool. I mean, practically showed up with a ski mask and tried to put the team in the back of the car and drive off with them. So I didn't really like them. McConaughey's a little too cool anyway, so not not a big fan there. They don't deserve that green uniform. I will begrudge (laughs) them that. As an Eagles fan, I'm very mad that they got that cool green color. So that was a little bit of bitterness that Texas went. Colorado gone because Stan Kroenke's just terrible. Not a fan sure. of him. Tell me about it. Yeah. 
I'm an Arsenal fan. Okay, it's it's painful for me. Yeah, as well. I mean they they were the Invincibles, and it's... now they're trying to rig the system so they can get into Champions League all the time. Because Lord knows they're going to struggle. But yeah, they went. San Jose was kind of a goofy one. I remember that was uh, I visited California to see a roommate from college, and I was in a California earthquake, so I cut San Jose because I said I can't root for an earthquake having been in one. But it was just fun to to see what other fans were out there. <laughs> <laughs> get to know some of the fans and Chicago might be my favorite cut that happened because they were still in the running. I oh, really yeah. didn't have any reason to, they were just there. There was no reason to love or hate them. And Chicago fans began to bombard me going, please cut us. Just spare yourself the misery. You don't want to root for this team. They're like, You'll hate the game within a year of following us. So just please cut us. So I, I obliged them and Chicago got cut because they basically wanted to remove Brilliant. themselves from the contest. They didn't want to be part of it anymore. <laughs> they were already miserable yeah. enough. They didn't feel they're that like, someone else should have to suffer. <laughs> so that was a fun one. They're like, don't don't have someone on Twitter who has so much support like us, please. It, it's just going to it's gonna hurt us more than <laughs> you would know. That is awesome. I, I hadn't heard that. Oh, before. yeah, Chicago is Chicago hilarious. hilarious. Like they're, and that was what really kind of – it started off as like, I'm going to make this goofy if, I, if anyone notices – I will be amazed. And it kind of grew into this thing where there were several fan groups that were all starting to really, I mean, you drop uh, Nashville was one, especially you drop there, everyone in hashtag into Twitter and you're going to have soccer Moses flooding into your mentions pretty quickly. Like they are just going to come out of the woodwork to try and recruit you into Nashville. Cincinnati was kind of a funny one. Uh, they got cut because they have Jeff Cameron and I couldn't root for Jeff Cameron and I'm not fans of wooden spoons and they're developing a collection. So didn't really want to sure. didn't really want to go down the Cincinnati route. But yeah, it just it kind of evolved and grew into this thing. Uh anyone that had anything to do with Alexi Lawless got cut because he kind of drives me nuts from time to time. So I think KC went at, on that one, the Revs went. LA and uh, LA was already gone, but it was just kind of a fun thing to to learn the different cities and the fan groups and what they were all like and kind of find one that I enjoyed, find one that was fun to hang out with. So yeah, I'm glad to hear that the, the Minnesota fans enjoyed it because it certainly was a highlight of, of the summer for me kind of bouncing around and, you know, see it, watching all the different games. I think the, the earliest thing that kind of gave Minnesota an edge and I don't know if anyone out there kind of realized it was the Portland game that for me started at 11 o'clock at night and everyone out there was, was talking about it's 10 o'clock. Like you better coffee up. And I'm like, guys, I'm an hour ahead of you. Like, it's 11 here. <laughs> this game's going to be over at 1 in the morning. And even the team Twitter account started to to chime in when I was putting all the coffee gifs up of, like, we better caffeinate. Like, we just, we're all going to struggle to make it through this thing. And that was a really fun game. Like, I had a lot of fun watching it on there. So that was probably the first sign where I was like, I think it's going to be Minnesota at the end of the day. But let's not let's not cut the fun short. Like, we still have a couple of other teams to dunk on here before we end up there. But, yeah, it was... uh it was just a way to, to get to know the league for me, to get to know that some of the fan groups and find somewhere that felt like a fun place to hang out. And I think definitely being an Eagles fan, uh, a lot of the a lot of the people that are on there having a moan about, you know, the manager and the players and the roster, it felt very, very Philadelphia-like in a lot of ways for uh, for Minnesota. And okay. Plus, if I'm going to go to a game, I'd rather go north in the summer. If it's going to be July... I don't want to be sitting out somewhere baking in the sun. That was, that was I think, part of the final cut for Nashville that I don't know that going south is really what I want to do. I'd rather go north. Some of nature's air conditioning there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're the... speaking my language there. I, I, Justin and I have been talking about what, what away game we want to go to this year. And we we had been wanting to go to Nashville, and we saw that that one's in the middle of the summer and we're like, yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, Philadelphia's or maybe we go to Nashville at a different time and Philadelphia is the end of February. So Lord knows if you want cold, that's going to be it. It's nothing like your February 2nd, your qualifier up there is going to be insane. But uh, yeah, February 26th in Philly is not going to be warm at all. So we were ironically, Justin and I in February of 2020. So late February, 2020, we went to a wedding in Philadelphia and it was, it was late February. We had a good time. We were kind of walking around the airport and some people had masks on and we're like, what, what's with all the masks? And then we get home and the world shuts down. So 
that was the one and only time I've been to Philadelphia. That'll always be my memory of Philadelphia was kind of, it was the last hurrah before finding out about COVID. That's probably fitting that you were in Philadelphia. For that. Sorry, that was a total tangent. One, one question. You didn't mention any of the Canadian teams. Was it just never, was Canada just never an option or was it just? Uh, Canada, there were a couple of different reasons. Like just... Montreal went on a technicality because the logo that I had still had the impact and someone pointed out they don't exist. So I was like, all right, well, Montreal Impact have to go. So that's what got them dumped overboard. Vancouver went because West Coast. I was like, I enjoyed that that game. Like on a lark, nice. it was kind of fun to stay up at nice. 11 o'clock. And then I couldn't do that all season. I could not be up to watch games at 11 o'clock all year. So that was kind of why Vancouver went. And then Toronto, and Toronto just went, I mean, I think at some point, like whenever I would just casually be following the league, I remember Toronto kind of gobbling up a lot of like the big names. And I was like, I'm, I'm not into, not into the Bradley. And I think Altador was up there whenever I caught a couple of games. So I was like, I don't know. I, I've always liked Canada. I've gotten to visit and really enjoyed myself up there. But yeah, I think the Canadian teams went just because of, uh, you know, time zone was against Vancouver. Toronto seemed a little bit too cool. Um, they had a little, at one point, I, they were sort of the league darling because they had all those big names. So they kind of went with that. And Montreal, I had the impact up there. So sorry, they had to go too. I'm, I'm assuming it was the same for Portland and Seattle because they were West or was there other things that... Yeah, the West Cascadia also went out. The yeah, anything uh, Pacific Time Zone that kind of worked against them. Seattle kind of went because they're they're sort of the, another league darling. I mean, they're they're very successful. I mean, it, it's you can't begrudge them that, but they went because of the time zone. Portland, I actually know a couple of Portland fans around here. They they were one of the first ones that that kind of got me interested in finding an MLS team because it's not as regionalized as what it it had been or what it seemed that you do have kind of fan groups springing up all over the place. The East coast dark clouds is one that I found with, with Minnesota that there are fans out here for the loons. So finding that was kind of one of the, the reasons why I started this in the first place that there are fans kind of across the country is either people that are from the area or people that like to visit. So that, that was one of the reasons why I kind of decided to do this in the first place. But yeah, Portland went, I think it was time zone based. Have you met any Loons fans out by you or on on the East Coast? I, I know, obviously, you've probably interacted with a few on Twitter, but have you in real life? No, I have not found anybody else out here with the Loons. I like to like to wear the wear the hat around and you know on game days and stuff, and it'll get recognized. But no, I haven't found anybody to. I've been wondering when's the first one that I'm going to find where somebody has like this epiphany that my God, I'm not the only one. And we become like the Spider-Man meme, just pointing at each other in the middle of the grocery store or something. <laughs> but now, haven't found anybody sure. yet. Yet, those have people. you have you found anyone to convert? No, I think everyone that I know kind of has a team at this point. I know a couple of of Union fans, obviously. That whenever Pennsylvania got a team, there were a couple of people that yeah. that went that route. I know a couple of Makes DC sense. fans because I mean they're one of you talk about like the original league darling whenever the league started and they were kind of the dominant force for a while. So we still have a couple of DC fans around here and they even have some local players. Uh, one of their players is from Lancaster, not too far. So you've got a little bit of a local connection, but no, I haven't found anyone that is uh, that kind of Goldilocks thread the needle of I'm interested, but I don't have anyone yet. Haven't found anybody yet that we can bring into the fold, but when we do, I will, uh, I'll be certain to give them the sales pitch. So, so basically, you haven't found another you is essentially yeah, what, it, what's yeah, happening. I'm a, a fairly strange breed in that regard of I'm interested in MLS, but I don't have a team yet. So someone sell me on this. Well, I mean, if you listen to uh, interviews, sometimes people in Columbus don't even know they have a team, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so. that was uh, Columbus was one. I here's another. This might I don't want to rake everyone the, the wrong way. I'm a I'm a big Michigan fan. So this has been quite the year. Uh, for that, I had an uncle that lived out there when I was a kid, and we loved to visit. That's kind of what began my whole upper Midwest obsession that I really enjoy. So whenever Columbus was one that kind of found me early on, I was like, I don't know. I just I can't root for 
anything out of Columbus that just feels so wrong. <laughs> but I, I do have to say, like, I, yeah. I do appreciate that they were able to hold on to their, their team the way that they did. So definitely have, uh, have some respect for that fan base fighting the fight that they did to, to keep the team there whenever it looked like they were going to lose them. But no, I, I, can't, I can't support anything that involves uh, the Ohio fan base. I've heard from a lot of people in, so I, I'm from Madison, Wisconsin, Southern Wisconsin. Typically, if you're from Southern Wisconsin and you're a Wisconsin sports fan, you don't like teams from Chicago. And Wisconsin does not have an MLS team, does not have an NHL team. You do get a lot of people that like the Chicago Blackhawks if they're hockey fans, but you also get a lot of people that are like, I can't cheer for a team from Chicago, even though they're the closest. I will be a fan of, honestly, a lot of them go towards Minnesota or they just go elsewhere in the league. The same thing with the MLS. I talked to soccer fans in Madison prior to forward Madison being a thing who were trying to get into the MLS and they're like, I, I just can't. I can't go for the fire. I'm not going to cheer for a team from Chicago. So they find themselves either not adopting a team or adopting some random team. Now, I think now that Minnesota United is a thing, more of them are finding their way out here. But I think that's a relatable experience. Yeah, it's definitely been cool to see some of the like Iowa's got a couple of fans that that are pretty active on Twitter. The East Coast Dark Clouds is is on there. So that's been definitely kind of one of the things that's been been nice to see how much soccer culture has really grown and spread across the country that, you know, the sport's doing well. Like I said, I remember world cup 94 where they started MLS and you thought, well, let's see how this goes. This could be interesting. Like, and uh, they had some of those gimmicky things early on the running penalty kicks and everything. And the clock went backwards. But I think once they just kind of figured out, all right, let's just be a regular league. Let's, let's do things the normal way. So to speak, James's face right now. You had running penalties. Oh, have you never seen what? those? Oh, yeah. I will. I will tweet oh out. Oh my god! After the show, you gotta. Yeah, you will need to head to Twitter. You got, and... Like you guys are already a weird. Oh yeah, they started. Oh, you guys are already weird because you do the playoffs. They started at the center <laughs> circle, and you would get like so many seconds to dribble the ball forward and take a shot, and the goalie could come running out at you. So like it was, it was like a medieval like, like a like a hockey. Very similar. Like a yeah. hockey penalty, yeah. like a penalty shot? Yeah, and a lot of huh. people that love the game, you would show up to see that and think, no, this is not the game that I love. What are they doing? And the clock, it counted um, it counted yeah. down. So you would hit zero at the end of the game. And then the game would keep going, which really confused a lot of people that didn't know the sport that well. Oh, so like rugby does. when Rugby like counts up, but when it hits 40 or full-time at 80, it keeps going until the ball goes out. Like, there's been World Cup games that have gone on for, like, 90 or 95 minutes because the ball just never goes out. Yeah, it was yeah so. early MLS. Like, I wasn't sure, James, how far you had gone back, but early MLS was an adventure of some very odd things. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, if you're trying to, you know, you've already got the other, you know, basketball, baseball, NHL, football you got to come up with some gimmick, oh, right? The mascots so. were the big one. I, the, uh, I think Keith Olbermann on SportsCenter loved doing highlights because he got to say the whiz an awful lot. And the league was always like sending letters to ESPN, like, please do not refer <laughs> to them as the whiz. And like, that was a whole thing. Like, so then they had to change <laughs> the marketing, like the Dallas burn. And it was, it was very odd. It was early American introduction to having a soccer league was, was strange. Certainly nothing like what it is now. But I do know it has its adherence. There Perfect. are some people that wish they would bring back and like embrace the strange Americanness of having our own league and put our own spin on the game. Well, and I, I mean, we we still do have our own spin. We still have the playoffs, as James just said. We still have our weird calendar. We still have our allocation rules and GAM and TAM and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I think that's that's the like sign that I still have uh, way more to learn on that. So. But given what I know already, I'm clearly qualified to work for Inter Miami. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, we—I mean, we did an episode what early 2020 of Gam and Tam. Maybe we need to to revisit before 2022. Yeah, I think the rules have actually changed since that one, so it could need an update. But anyway, PA, I—I kind of so you—you you mentioned you are a Michigan Wolverines fan, and I, I appreciate you not Double. bragging. 
you know, congrats on being in the in the playoff. Thank That's you. Cool. I'll all the. Um, I'm glad it's you and not Ohio State. So good job there. But I I want to kind of get your impression on how Minnesota United and just Minnesota sports culture is. So just give us a little context. You're a Michigan Wolverines fan. Anything else? Uh, for for other sports, I mean, obviously the Eagles. I'm a, a huge fan in the NFL. That's those would be the the two American teams that I've I've loved for ever. As far as sure. NHL, uh, I like the game, but don't really have a team. There's there's always been players that I liked. I liked Ray Bork a lot when I was a kid. I like Ovechkin now with the Capitals, but we have a, a minor league team here, and that's kind of what a lot of people follow in this area uh, that we we would go to. But no NHL team, NBA, I was a Jordan fan, and when he retired, I think I've seen enough basketball for a lifetime, so I I couldn't even tell you the last time I watched an NBA game. It's probably you're going back to the Clinton administration to find me as a an NBA fan. <laughs> But yeah, abroad, abroad, I, <laughs> those were good years. They were, yeah. I mean, it was him, and it was a league where Craig Elo could have a career. Like, who doesn't love that? But no, as far as abroad, like soccer, really is the the sport. I'm a I'm a big Charlton fan in England. They're in League One right now, which is the third tier. So League One being the third level. Who says they don't have their own little oddities? Uh, of numbering things, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I like Charlton a lot. Um, and as far as a league, like if I had one league abroad, I would watch the Bundesliga. I just, I love the the fan culture around Germany. I love the fifty plus one. I think especially the the recent Super League debacle that happened really highlighted why fifty plus one matters and why I think the Germans have a bit of a leg up uh, that. I mean, even right now, Baron has a little bit of a kerfuffle on their hands with a sponsorship deal, uh, if you follow that story. But nobody really seriously thought they were going to be part of this because they knew it would be wildly unpopular with the fans. And the fans do have you know, a good bit of controlling interest in what happens with who the team officials are and that kind of thing. So I've always, I really like the German league. I think it's a, a fascinating league. I know a lot of people dump on it because, well, Baron's going to win again and they don't have any competition. But I think if you look, like I had said about MLS with the supporter groups, I think if you look off the field, the Bundesliga has a lot going for it that's really interesting. So as far as a, a, a league, not necessarily a team there, but I really like the Bundesliga. And I, I can get into anything. I think one thing that really made me want to get into MLS was whenever COVID happened, like, you know, in, right after your Philadelphia adventure, everything shut down and we didn't have sports for, you know, those couple of weeks where like nothing was on and we were watching reruns of like, I think ESPN was airing WrestleMania or something. It was bizarre. And the K league announced they were going to come back and their first game would be on YouTube. So I think it was like four in the morning that I woke up to watch a K league match and got into it about like, well, this is interesting. Like this is a different league. And I think if you, if you show up with an appreciation for wanting to understand a culture through their sports, there's a lot to be said for cult for uh, soccer and, and what it does and what you can kind of gain from it. So I watched the K league. I watched the a league whenever games were on at like midnight or 3 AM here, I'd be watching like Perth playing Melbourne city or something. And of course, rooting for Perth because yeah, Perth is James. Uh, no, they're yeah, I don't really have a team uh, in, in the a league, but I could watch it. But uh, yeah, Perth is Perth's yeah, a great I mean, one for time zones. Cause they're one of the few ones, like they're always a couple hours behind the other one. So it was kind of nicer. It worked for me as well because I lived in Perth for like 13 years. So, yeah, yeah. It actually worked for me in terms of NFL because it would usually be like Monday morning would be kind of the Sunday Sunday evening games uh, or like the Sunday. So I'd get to watch NFL in the morning as well. So, yeah, Perth and the U.S. have quite a good time zone match in terms of uh, sport. I watched them. And also we're watching – what was the other league we were watching, Sam? In Europe, the oh the Belarusian Premier League. Belarusian Premier League, that's the one. Yeah, I didn't get any of those. the The other one that I got a lot here was the Indian Super League. So I was watching like ATK Mohanbagan and Hyderabad and Jamshedpur. The uh, Kerala Blasters showed up a good bit. It was just, I think, watching all those different leagues and thinking like these, you know, they were fun. And 
was it the Premier League? No, it wasn't the Premier League, but it was entertaining. It was fun. It was a chance to learn something about another league, another part of the country that you don't normally see. So I think after watching them and really enjoying that, I think that was part of what set me on this journey of like, well, I might as well watch the MLS and you know, find a team here. It's like our league. It's our, it's our fan culture. So you might as well enjoy it and embrace it. Plus they had gotten rid of those running kicks. So you know, it was a little bit easier to embrace now that we had kind of normalized the game on this side of the pond. But yeah, anything, I don't know, anything in terms of bring them back. Where is, uh, where is soccer on TV? I can watch any of it and get into it and just enjoy the game. But yeah, the, uh, the teams like Michigan, Philly, Charlton would be the, the big teams that I love. So then, and, and you're in a safe space. <laughs> okay. We're all friends here. Let, let's preface that. We're, we're all friends, right? We're, he's one of us. All right. Yeah. Just remember he's one of us. What but. is your impression of Minnesota United supporters culture? What is it like for you so far? Is there anything we do that's really cool? Is there anything we do that's a little odd? Oh, man, look at the time. How are we? Like, if you were to explain Minnesota United sport, supporter culture to an outsider, what would you is say? Is this still being recorded? No, I would say, I think I think the, the thing that makes a sport culture really enjoyable is a little bit of self-actualization. A sort of an admittance of what you are. And I think for... For Minnesota, I appreciated that there was there was almost like a self-deprecating humor about it that, like I said, I found very reminiscent of the Eagles. I've watched the Eagles for so long. My joke is always like when people tell me how bad they are, I'm like, now I've seen them worse than this. The Rich Kotite years were worse than this. Like anyone that, that's around, like I've seen some really terrible teams and embraced them. And Minnesota's not a really terrible team. Like we made playoffs this year and you know, were competitive with Portland, a team that, you know, I think had that home field and did really well going out and knocking off Colorado. So I think there's some people that they, they dump on the team a little bit, a little bit more than the team deserves, but I would rather have that than the, the people that are kind of delusional that we're going to win the championship and anything short of the title is ultimate failure all the time. I think James, you had mentioned a little bit earlier about the the Patriots. I think that type of fan base I could never be part of. I would just never be at home expecting success all the time. That's just, I, I rooted yeah. for Jordan's bulls and that was my taste of glory. Like, but no other team I've ever loved has been, you know, amazing for a long time, but I think Minnesota there's, yeah, I mean, you met, sorry, cut in. you mentioned Jordan's bulls. I was uh Kobe's yeah. Lakers. For, I've been a Lakers fan for, for a very long time since school. And I think there's there's a so, lot of that. I, I do enjoy a lot of the humor. I think there's a good sense of humor amongst the fans that I, I enjoyed. Uh, I think if you – this is entertainment after all. You're, you're supposed to be having fun. And I do think online, especially a lot of the fans that, that I've found, that I've interacted with, they, they have fun with it. When the, when the team wins, it's fun to be on there to celebrate and – when the team loses, it's it's fun to be on there to kind of laugh and share gifs with each other and and laugh about whatever was going on. But I think fun is has been one of the the things that really I enjoyed about the fan base. I do think that the current times have made it complicated. And I don't think it's a Minnesota thing necessarily because I think every I think every team in MLS that that I came across had some of this going on in the fan base, but just different fan groups that have disagreements about things. That showed up a, a little bit, uh, especially around certain policies at the stadium that some fan groups wanted and other fan groups didn't, and those types of disagreements. But I, I don't think that's uniquely Minnesota, and I think that's uniquely 2020 and 2021, and probably, unfortunately, 2022 will have a little bit of that as well, <laughs> uh, if we're honest with ourselves. You're, you're talking uh, COVID. I, I wasn't right? going to say the word, but Sam, yes, if you would like to bring that up, then okay. yeah. Um, that some fan groups wanted. I mean, you're not taking a stance, right? You're not taking a stance. You're just uh, saying COVID just, protocol. Just mentioning it. Yeah, and no, I think having having different supporters groups lends itself to that. But there's other teams where they have one main supporters group. I know Portland has the the Timbers Army, and there's factions within that that I came across that were kind of fighting back and forth with each other about different things. So I think every team has that. The one thing that I have found just completely enjoyable 
is the the crazy, ridiculous, but so much fun niche supporters groups like the the techno loons yeah the uh like there's a bunch of beer groups the the death loons now have their own scarf that they're selling like i think that's something that told me like this is a group of people that's having fun with this and if the team's great that's wonderful but if they're not well we can still have fun about this like i think there's a good sense of humor there is something about the upper midwest i've always every time i've been there Every time I, I talk to anyone else that's been there, the one thing that always comes up is the people up there are just different. That it's just a nice culture to be around. It's a nice environment. I enjoyed a vacation to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. That was my final thing before COVID hit. We were up there in the summer in 2019. We got away for, for about a week and a half. And it's just, it's a great place to be. I mean, you, I mean Upper Peninsula of Michigan is like Wisconsin East. Uh, there's all kinds of, of people from, from that state that drive out. But that, I would say that's the the culture thing that kind of drew me in. And what I've noticed is it, it is fun. Everybody wants to do well on the field. And I don't know that there's a fan base out there that doesn't have group of groups of people that are demanding someone get fired and demanding someone get traded or cut, or uh, the general manager doesn't know what they're doing because how could you let this player go? I think that's kind of where we're at right now with free agency upon us. And mm-hmm. we're, we're into silly season. So I think everybody's got that, but now the the sports culture. I, as a Michigan fan, I know you brought that up, and we we have the little brown jug with uh, with the Golden Gophers, and I've always liked that that rivalry. You know, Ohio is one that you you really can't stand. I'm not a big fan of Ohio at all, and that's that's why Columbus got the got the cut. But no, the little brown jug. I mean, there's a history there, and I've always found that I have run into a couple of, uh, of Minnesota fans out in the wild here, not loons fans, but over the years I've met some Minnesota football fans and they've always been nice. They've always been an enjoyable group to talk to. So there's a rivalry there as far as Michigan goes, but it's never one that I've felt a ton of animosity going in a certain direction or felt it coming back in the other direction. Whenever you lose to Minnesota, you'd, you lost to Minnesota. I think they're, uh, they got quite a program out there right now. Uh, going themselves but yeah Minnesota fan culture uh, I think when you look at the other teams like the wild uh, the the T-Wolves the Bucks uh, the upper Midwest teams they're really not the teams that you look at as like they're all going to win I think the Packers are really the one that kind of stands out as going against that trend not to put salt in certain people's wounds but yeah the the Vikings uh, they they had their run with Warren Moon and came up short but I think probably going back, what, like 30 years now to the Twins would be the last team that you thought, wow, they're really dominant. 91 was their last World Series. So 91, I believe, was, yeah, 91 was the last uh, major title for a Minnesota-based team, But besides the Lynx, besides the uh, Lynx WNBA team. But if you're talking about the big four leagues. so, So basically... When I was born, Minnesota stopped winning. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm born much. in 91. So <laughs> you're welcome, Minnesota, I guess. Pretty much. And, and yeah, like the Lynx, um, I'm, I'm not a basketball fan, but I, I think that people that are basketball fans, they get really excited about the Lynx. I've been to a game or two and they're a good time. But that's, that's really been the only Minnesota team that has consistently been a contender the Vikings have had their years. Uh, the the Twins have occasionally made the playoffs, but yeah, I think uh, sadly you're right. Now Loons have made the playoffs three years in a row and have seemed to be contenders, seemed to be competing uh, against the league's best three years in a row. So hopefully, hopefully the Loons can be the ones that break the trend. The fan base certainly doesn't doesn't reflect that. I mean, it would be great. I mean, the fans certainly are a wonderful bunch. I think that's. The other thing that was impressive is once I said, yeah, you know, posted the uh, used the LeBron script from going to take my talent to South Beach. And I think what sealed it was whenever I said I'm going to take my talent to St. Paul, that they they at least appreciate I got the right city for the for the team. Yep. <laughs> uh, that I think got a lot of attention, <laughs> the, the geography based humor of all of that. But posted that and then just a lot of fans. I thought that would kind of be it. Like, I've, all right, I've got some fans I can watch games with now. We can joke around and exchange Simpsons 
uh, you know, memes with each other about how the team's doing. And I got a message. There was a, a fan that said to me, like, hey, you know, we were chatting a little bit back and forth, uh, just direct messaging. And eventually said, he was like, hey, I got something for you if you have your address. So said to him, like, here you go. Sent me out. It was uh, one of the old NASL long sleeve wings jerseys showed up in the mail from a from a Loons fan. There was another Loons fan that said, you know, I've got got a scarf if you want. That way you can wear this around and be part of the team. So I think that was one of the the biggest things whenever I when I finally settled on a team and said, all right, we're going to go with going to go with Minnesota, made myself a loon. And I wearing the the away jersey from a couple of years ago that the team had. Somebody sent me a message that, hey, I just found these are on these are on clearance if you want to get a cheap jersey. So I picked that up. Just it was it was a nice bunch. And I think, you know, I know the old Minnesota nice stereotype and everything that, you know, some people kind of it drives them crazy, especially whenever Kansas City shows up on the the schedule and ESPN starts pumping the nicest rivalry in sports. But <laughs> I do think the fans definitely uh, that, yeah. that stereotype, you know, it, it plays through uh, it shows up. I think it's, it's really a, as part of the culture. I don't, I cannot well, imagine that. Yeah, it's I like, can't imagine that Philadelphia union fans would be sending you uh, nice things. I mean, we booed Santa Claus. <laughs> well, and so you talked about that <clears throat> NFC championship game from a few years ago between the Vikings and Philly. Like, I, I just remember you guys like were like punching horses and like all the light poles had to be greased. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so people wouldn't climb up them and jump off. I was and... not there just for the record. Right. In case right. there's any, uh, right. any law enforcement listening. I was not in Philadelphia when that happened. <laughs> um, Double jeopardy yeah, or something. I had uh... no part in it. I, <laughs> I never met the man, your honor. Yeah, they had to grease the light poles because fans were climbing them. Fans tore them down. You're right. The guy punched the horse. Uh, there was another gentleman that helped himself <laughs> to a dinner of, uh, of, you know, some road apples, I believe we can call them. Everyone knows what we're talking about, that the horse had dropped on the street. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's video of that. That was on Twitter, too. What? Everything's on Twitter. You can find anything you want on there. But yeah, Philadelphia. Oh, I... I love the Eagles, but the, the fan culture there is not something. I mean, they. one of the other things I did like, um, one of the first things that I bought was the Everybody Likes Us, We Don't Care shirt that Wonderball has. Like, I, I went and bought that because I was like, that is hilarious. Like, taking a shot at Philadelphia for embracing this. Like, everyone hates us. Everyone against Philly. I mean, Jason Kelsey on the steps singing the, the song, you know, with, you know, F-words and all flying around. And then you've got Minnesota, who's like, no, we're going to embrace. Everyone likes us, and we don't care about that. We're not even bothered by it. We're not going to brag about it because we're just we're just too nice for that. So I thought that was one of the things that whenever I started looking, as it kind of narrowed down, I was like, all right, well, what are these fan bases like? And the fact that somebody had taken a shot at Philadelphia for the us against the world <laughs> mentality of like, no, everyone gets along with us. We don't know what your problem is. I thought that was hilarious. So looking for some humor, I think that shirt – sold me a good bit and uh yeah i definitely have i have that over in the over in the room right now that i break out from time to time and wear around but i thought that was that was kind of emblematic of of minnesota so i know the nice thing is is played out and i know for some people it is a four-letter word they don't like to hear all the time but yeah it is it is a nice place to be and i'm looking forward to i don't know that it'll be next year but i'm looking forward to when i can get out to a game and meet some people same <laughs> I'm the but same. You do have a. I keep going to Minnesota. Like you have a bit more of an excuse than I do. You know, we're removed by a time zone. You're removed yeah, by an ocean. Yeah, but uh, I have been to Minnesota twice now, and both times have been in like February, March, kind of not MLS time, basically. No, one of the uh, April, I think. One of the other things I've never been, but whenever I started all of this, uh, my girlfriend was out there for some job related things several years ago. And when this all started, um, she was like, I really like Minnesota. And like, she's already sending the message about if we're going to go to a game, if we're, if we're traveling, it will not take a lot of arm twisting to get her on a plane to fly out to Minnesota to spend a little bit of time. Cause she just had a blast out there. I and mean, she came back and talked about how nice it was. The weather is nice. The traffic's not that bad. A lot of good restaurants, a lot of good breweries. See, the good breweries, that really, that's a selling point right there. I do have some Minnesota beer randomly showed up here. Uh, that One of the distributors got a, got their hands on some of it. They said it just, it was on offer, so they got it. But I picked that up. Which one? Uh, Falling Knife. 
Okay. Yeah, I can't say. I, I've heard of that one. I will keep an eye out and I'll I'll text you when I find it and I'll I'll sample it and tell you what I think. But was it good? Yeah, yeah it was good. I think I have to go the other way and uh, hams is also available here. So, Oh, there you go. You know, I don't know if I've ever had hams. I probably have, like probably in college or something. But I've definitely never purchased hams. James, that's like an old, just kind of standard kind of beer. I think but you can get a 30 pack for not that much. Yeah. I've definitely had some of the beers when we were out there. Um, yeah. I, I took you to like two breweries and you went with your other friends to a couple of breweries. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Can't wait to go to a game. That's the, right. that's the actual one that I want to happen. But yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, like supporters saying things on, on Twitter and, uh, yeah, as uh, as an Arsenal fan, I'm very much feeling at home whenever we hashtag Heath out because I still remember the hashtag Wenger out days, which weren't that many years ago. So I felt like, uh, you know, this was another fandom that uh, understood, you know, what it was like to try and hashtag your manager out, <laughs> which is, yeah, not something I, I believe in personally. Uh, and I didn't back then either, especially after what happened after we had Wenger out. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was like history repeating itself. You know, I felt I felt at home. It was a familiarity that uh, that I was living with. Yeah, I think my so my P- question on that is always, if not him, then who do you want? And I think that's the that's where things. It's easy to lash out and and want someone gone, but who do you want to replace him with? I'm not not saying I'm not open to to any other names, but. I don't know. It's a, that's definitely, yeah, there's Sam, you had mentioned the COVID and how that, that discussion went and the, the Heath out, those seem to fire up a sort of elements of the fan base that it's interesting. So how, how are you feeling after year one? So you land on Minnesota United, we're your team. Now you, you have multiple jerseys, you got a scarf. How are you feeling? I'm feeling like I wish my Thanksgiving was a little more packed with soccer. That's how I'm, that's how I'm feeling. I was really hoping that would have yep. been that would have been a lot of fun to turn off the Cowboys game, especially as an Eagles fan. That would have been great. Turn off the Cowboys and go over. Oh yeah, for a little bit of MLS. But no, I I was very satisfied. I I do think for for those that weren't around and didn't see like the timing of when the MLS free agent fan started, I was not around for like the the gigantic quagmire that was the beginning of the season. <laughs> I know Lucky. that's what I kept hearing was like well we started winning so you found us at the right time but yeah you dodged the first four games yeah I didn't see any of those like that was before any of this happened so I think I was I was pretty satisfied I think you know it was definitely a a way to watch the games a way to enjoy the games with with a group of people to share my thoughts you know listen they're you know your podcast and found you guys and started listening to that for some fan reaction of just what's everybody think uh, up there about this. But no, I was, I was pretty satisfied with it. I'm, I would say my, how do I feel after year one? I'm definitely looking forward to year two, I think is the, the big thing that I would say. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, the, the roster moves, who's going to come in. I think right now, unfortunately, I would say we're seeing who's going out uh, right now without who's coming back in. One of our players is certainly providing some very strange stories coming out of a a prison on another continent. Um, seems like a. I think I think he's out now. I think I think he's out of. I think he's out on bail. Yeah, that's now. always a comforting yeah. statement to make about one of your star players. He's out on bail. Yeah. Yeah. Better yeah. than in. It's not locked up um, anymore. Better than in. But I'm enjoying yeah. just the following along with what's going on, seeing who's going to come in, um, what players are we going to get. Of course, jersey reveals always the big one in the offseason. What what shade of gray or blue are they going to have us in this year? What Adidas design are we all going to be complaining about and moaning about while forward Madison fans take shots at us about how exciting Hummel is? Like It's those types of things I'm looking forward to. And I think that's getting into the culture and understanding like what what are the things that are really fun about this league after I spent that that year watching games in Korea and India and just kind of figuring out like they don't all have to be the greatest soccer teams in the world to be enjoyable. Like there is a lot of fun to be found in 
watching domestic leagues where I'm sure there's a lot of people that are still turned off by MLS and complain, well, it's these are not Man City and Liverpool teams out there. But I think in a lot of ways it's more enjoyable because, you know, I don't know that Burnley rolls up to Anfield thinking really great thoughts about themselves, but pretty much every MLS team here, there's not a lot of difference there. It's a pretty, pretty even across the board league where anybody can show up and surprise anybody. And I think that's a, that's one thing a lot of our sports leagues are driven by trying to have that. We don't want to have one team that's dominant, which makes it all the more amazing when we do have one that is. But I think that's after year one, you know, excited for coming back and seeing what happens next. Maybe making it to an away day uh, if I'm able to to work that into the schedule. Yeah, and I mean, you know, one one thing you'll know for sure with uh, the MLS is whenever you uh, watch teams playing, they're always going to be in pretty much the exact same kit because uh, Adidas doesn't do well at. Uh, well, you I, know, I wanted to add on, on to that. PA, you're talking about ooh the big kit reveal. Like, what shade of gray will Adidas use this year? And <laughs> comparing it to. <laughs> you know, the teams like Ford Madison or even locally, we have Minneapolis city that has some pretty, pretty interesting and pretty unique designs. Oh yeah. There's that they just released the other day is awesome. Yeah. They, they have like the one with the bird and then they have the one that's kind of funky looking, almost like lightning. I, I can't describe it. I didn't look at it too, too closely, but they both look great. They both look incredibly unique. They both look very, very Minneapolis city, which is awesome. Uh, I, I just wanted to chime in and, and say, so our, our top listened to episode of all time on Pot on You Loons is an episode we recorded almost a year ago that we called the kit episode. So we recorded it right after seeing the new river kit, the new blue river kit. And we kind of talked about our, our top favorite kit designs from Minnesota United over the year. And we ranked them and all that. And, and Nate, the Portland fan, was on just kind of trashing all of them and saying they're all boring or all lame or whatever. So that was our top listened to episode of all time. Just just wanted to throw that out there. Kind of amazing considering they're just these Adidas, <laughs> Adidas templates that you would you would find on FIFA when you create your own custom team, right? I am somewhat yeah. hopeful. And, and there are a couple of them that they've gotten a little adventurous. I think Seattle's that purple that they had Philadelphia had the lightning bolt one. There are a few where they've broken the mold and kind of gotten out there and gotten some good reception on it. So hopefully what would you want out of like, what would be the unique feature for a Minnesota Jersey that you would like Philadelphia has the lightning bolt because of Ben Franklin. Like what would be the Minnesota thing that they should tap into to make a Jersey? I would love you know, because the the fans that were around for the NASL days love the wing kit. And I, I was only loosely paying attention during the NSA, NASL days. So I don't have the same attachment to the wing, but it is uniquely Minnesota United to have the wing kit. Now, the wing kit we released a couple of years ago that we're replacing this year, I didn't think was a very good one because it had that collar that all the teams had in so that would have been 2020. All the teams had this really deep V-neck collar that I didn't think looked very good. And so for, for that reason, I, I would like them to have another wing kit, but I would like them to have a more traditional collar rather than that deep V-neck. You know, the, the three stripes on the shoulder, a lot of people didn't like it. I didn't hate the three stripes on the shoulder, but for me, that, that collar made it so I was like, I, I'm not buying this. I'm I'm not going to buy this. So I, I would like to see the wing kit with just a more traditional collar. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I mean, didn't you? What didn't you used to talk about how you love like the red dot or the red? Oh yeah, the the red thing. Yeah, I think that was. The, You're always a big lover of that. I think that was the 2018 kit. It was kind of a basic kit, just like dark gray and light gray stripes. That, that was about all it was, but it had a little red button on the collar, and that was just a really nice touch, right? Because that is the Minnesota United logo. We are black and blue, and then just a little red dot for the loon's eye. So having that on the jersey, I would really like to see that again. So maybe a, a wing kit with the collar from 2018 with the little red button. I think that that would be a really nice loons kit 
that would be pretty iconic for years to come, personally. Yeah, I would love to see a kit that isn't made by Adidas, but uh, I don't think I'm going to get that wish. <laughs> so that won't happen for a while. Just uh... yeah, but no, I mean, I agree. I think I would, I would like a red button. Just something like something that's unique, man. Like I like the wing kit. I think they need to lean into it more. I think. Like if you looked at the the lightning bolt, that really stood out. Whereas the wing is kind of. The wing's nice and it's kind of there, but I think it really needs like a, like if it was like a totally different color or if it had like an outline around it or something or just something to make it like really pop, I think would be, uh, I think would be quite good. And speaking of the, the lightning kit, you mentioned uh, away days, PA. Are you thinking of going to the season opener that's in Philadelphia? Thinking about, yeah, certainly. That is, that's in the thoughts of trying to get out there uh, for the the season opener. We'll, it'll it'll depend on a lot of things. We do have a. I'll actually be uh, over the summer. What's kind of gumming up the works right now? I'll be over in your neck of the woods a little closer. So when we're on the train, kind of speeding through on the way from France to Germany, I'll I'll wave when we get roughly in the neighborhood. Um, so we're that's a big. You'll you'll actually. Uh... You'll actually stop at uh, the train station in my, uh, really? in my city, by the way, because my city is one of the stops on the way to to like Germany from Amsterdam. So that's kind anyway. of the the thing right now. We have, I mean, that's a big, big commitment for what we're doing. So that it might have to be after that. the The away day to Philly is probably the one that's the most doable. Uh, it's it's really the the weather kind of dependent things of traveling down there that becomes the the challenge but now i would love to uh to get to it and the other the other challenge is really just getting to that stadium it is it is a nice stadium and boy did they not put it in a great spot uh there's just not much there in terms of going to it like i love one thing i did like whenever i was looking at different teams you would look and they'd say oh well this team like we go to this brewery and then we walk like a block to the stadium and like oh we go to this restaurant and like you know some people stay behind yeah. to watch it if they don't have a ticket and the rest of us march to the stadium. And you're like, yeah, we drive uh, out to Chester uh, to go to a game because it's not even in Philadelphia. They they had grand visions for, we'll put a stadium here and everything will spring up around it. And it just hasn't worked out. Does it have tailgating at least? Uh, it does. Okay. It's, it's an interesting environment. If you've never been... It's tailgating, but no Midwesterners, basically. Yeah. Because tailgating in the Midwest is great. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, it doesn't. There is tailgating area. It's If you just cover up the stadium with your hand and don't look at it, you'll never believe that you're about to head to a professional sports venue based on the, the drive there, the parking lot, everything else around it. And then you, you'd move your hand and go, who put this here? Whose idea was I mean, this? I mean, looking, looking, at, uh, looking at what Google Maps shows me, there is a brewery opposite the stadium oh, is there now um it is the one mls stadium i've uh, been to and uh for that i saw them play dc united uh years ago we got we got tickets from a friend that couldn't use them and i thought well let's go down and see it and it, it was an experience yeah there is uh there is a brewery the larry Beer company and literally nothing else everything else is just parking lots and yeah <laughs> that's it so at least at least whoever whoever thought of that at least put a brewery next to the the stadium. Well, PA, thank you for coming on the show. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Glad uh, glad to have the opportunity in the off season where our our normal recording schedule slowed down a little bit, so we had an opportunity to do things that are just fun and do things that we just want to do. So, PA, thank you so much for taking me up on the invitation. Oh, thank taking us up on the invitation. Thank you for the invitation, Sam. Appreciated it. I'm glad that uh, sitting and talking to me for an hour is something that counts as fun. Oh yeah, no man, like yeah, man, it was it was awesome. We've had some good guests on the show, and I I think that might be my favorite thing about Minnesota United uh, fan culture is there have been a couple of times where I'm just like, you know what, they have a good Twitter profile. I bet they'd make a good podcast guest. Which, when you think about that logic, that's not great logic, right? There's no correlation between being good on Twitter and interesting on Twitter and actually being a good guest on a podcast and being able to kind of talk and share a story and 
be engaging and all that stuff. But man, it was it was great hearing from you. Great hearing hearing your story. I hope all of our listeners enjoyed it. PA, you ever want to come back on? Just let me know. All right, we'll do. Yeah, man, we'd be uh, we'd be happy to have you back. And if you uh, if you do manage to make it out to a game, hit us up. Hit them up, I guess. <laughs> Probably not me. Oh, if I make it to a game, you but, will definitely uh, see it on Twitter. It will be announced loud and proud that I will be there. <laughs> awesome. Allianz will have to recognize you since you'll, you'll be like the celebrity <laughs> in the crowd. Well, guys, until next time. So listeners out there, thank you for listening. We'll, we'll get another off-season episode out soon. Don't know exactly when. If you're listening to this before any holiday that you may celebrate, Happy holidays to you. If you're listening Happy to it after, I hope you had a good time. Guys, we'll see you next time. Peace out and pot on your loons. Peace out and pot on your loons. Peace out and pot on your loons. There you go. Peace. See ya. Peace.